Welcome everyone to Already Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Star Trek The Next Generation Season 4, Episode 18. It's called Identity Crisis, so full spoilers for the episode, as always. And as a DC Comics fan, it's hard not to read that title and think of a lot of things, but <laughs> but mm-hmm. alas, I will leave that at the door, despite the fact that I would rather be thinking about those things, because this is probably the worst episode we've had in quite some time. But oh, that's, I'm so glad you agreed. But it's, it's, you know, those were two minor positives, which I'll, I'll get to. But I think, fundamentally, it's not the worst episode ever. It's no, just, no. It's quite boring. It's, it's quite, his biggest crime. It's quite boring. I had to pause it twice just so that I wouldn't fall asleep and get up and like move around and uh, and then fell asleep immediately after anyway. Yeah, it's Jordy focused and it deals into sort of an element of his backstory that kind of comes back round and not that there's not a reason why that that should be bad. There's nothing wrong with that, but uh, it becomes about this mystery of what happened on a planet. He was on an away team on a previous you know ship, you know, once upon a time, and. The, all the other people on that away team have started essentially going crazy and trying to like steal ships to get back to this planet where this away mission took place and it's down to just him and the the superior officer who is this uh this woman whose name i will find uh susanna susanna Tomorrow. yes yes uh, susanna leeton uh impressed with myself there uh but they're the last two that remain so they're kind of looking into why this is and and the episode starts off with almost like a... It's not found footage, but it starts off with like someone was recording some, a video like log of what was happening. So it feels like it's probably the most found footage Star Trek's ever felt <laughs> up until this point. Uh, yeah, the the only exception being um, what they did in the original series with the uh, the unaired pilot stuff with Cage. Oh, sure. Yeah, but it didn't look like found footage. No, that, no, that, but in terms of in essence. Whereas this look was even lit differently because they wanted it to feel like it was someone holding a camcorder, essentially, yeah. in the middle of a scene. So it had a different look to it. Uh, but, yeah, so sure enough, the uh, Susanna, like, slowly starts to get some shakes and then starts to get, like, veins in the back of her neck and eventually is starting to mutate. And we find out that they're essentially were all infected with, like, a parasite. This is how it reproduces. They become this new species. And the episode at first is about investigating and about trying to save her, and then Jordy's left alone to investigate, and ultimately he becomes almost a hundred percent this alien. He's he's you know he's like almost at the point of no return before, when they get to save him at the end. Um, yeah, and the look of this thing is not great. No, it but, so there's a couple of different aspects to consider. It's essentially invisible. It's got its the the, the predator like camo tech because when you when we see Jordy moving around when he's turned into it later on. Is he just looks like a, a shimmer? He's like it's like the just a shimmer of a person walking around. Yeah. But when they're hit with uh, ultraviolet light, essentially what we see is a dark skin, but with the, the veins that we saw growing on them, essentially glow, like well, kind of blue glow luminescence. Well, to be specific, if you've ever actually been under UV light, when you see like a white T-shirt or something under UV light, that's exactly what these veins look like. Is the, the, the sort of glow and that sort of purpley Pro- kind of probably like. because uh, that's how it, it was easy to film this. Uh, very possibly yes, uh, but that's what we kind of see, and it just it looks a bit nasty and cheap and all these other things. If I so the the one sort of positive that I kind of liked uh, is that. When Jordy's like trying to figure things out and he's, he's he's looking into this and experimenting, he goes to the holodeck and he has the holodeck recreate the scene from this footage, and he walks around and he sees himself and he's seen the other things, 
and there's, basically he's, he's found an extra shadow a shadow that shouldn't be there just this there in the background there's this little extra shadow it doesn't make any sense and he asked the computer to like oh can you do this can you extrapolate what this thing is based on the shadow and i was a pleasantly surprised that the computer said <laughs> piss off jordy that's not possible there's not enough data for that but then he says okay can you give me like an approximate shape and maybe where it was standing to create the shadow and it's, yeah if, if you assume it's about my size yeah and sure enough, uh, you know, yeah, human-sized, basically. Uh, and sure enough, I love the visual of this, where it creates just a, like a, a shadow blob of whatever this might roughly be, shape-wise. I thought mm. that was, A, it felt like, okay, they weren't, you know, taking the piss with, like, how much this could recreate recreate something that had no information for. But two, the actual v- visual of it was kind of creepy and eyed to the, the, you know, the spookiness of what, what it could have been, because it was this, yeah. this shadow blob that it was created in the holodeck. Yeah, that that was probably the highlight moment, and I think it, you know it's it's when you see it at the end, you know, uh, as Jordy, it's yes. kind of like, eh, okay. And I don't like it's even the way like it, he walks as it again. Not blaming the actor, I'm sure this was you know just direction of what they wanted. Oh, it's sure. kind of this like slow lumbering kind of, not, not crawl, but like hunched over sort <clears throat> of creeping walk, and it's just not very good. <laughs> Yeah, the other positive point I would say is it's established early on that Data is trying to like figure things out because once they realise that the previous people have all like went crazy and eventually died or something's happened to them, he's looking into it and it's a Crusher who says to him, "Oh, like you know, you're you're extra concerned about this because it's Jordy." And Data says, "Oh, I I don't feel concerned. I don't feel anything or whatever the, the exact phrase." It was anxiety, I believe yeah. it was. And but he admits that he has a more of a motivation to solve this problem than he otherwise would and i thought that was interesting because it was like okay so he doesn't feel again concerned like we do but if he feels if, if he has more motivation if, there, if there's something in his his coding that's saying prioritize this then there ergo in some way that is concern in some way that is yeah. he can he's oh. concerned for jordy so uh undeniably because if he's if there is more motivation it's because in some format there is a fear of losing it right yes so, so yeah it, it, it all works out so again yeah the, the, the jordy data friendship also you know good again uh, yeah. everything else is I mean, it's not terrible it, it's you know we we have the susanna come on board and they're tracking the, the previous guy in the crew you know the, the the one who was before them too uh he's coming he's stolen a ship a shuttle and he's on the way to the planet and there's a there's a tense sequence that lasts a good five minutes here where Picard's like, okay, so he's going towards the planet, and very quickly Data says, uh, if, if he keeps continuing at that, that trajectory and that speed, he's going to just burn up and you know blow up as soon as he hits the atmosphere. Uh, it's, you know, he can't enter the, the world like that. And it's like, okay, so what are our options? And the ensign that's sitting there and Data, they kind of just all collectively say, okay, well, we can't use the tractor beam because of this. We can't use, we can't just teleport him aboard because of this. All these reasons we can't do this or that. So, okay, well, we have one option then. I have to talk to him, open a channel. And they never get a response. He never talks back. But Picard just starts pleading and saying, like, you're going to have to slow down. Please slow down. You're going to die. You're in danger. And the guy just does blow up. And uh, it's just an all right little scene. It's it's, 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 uh, it's solid. It's one of those things where I feel like our opinion of this episode and the the boredom of it mostly comes after this point. In this first, like, ten minutes, you're just kind of getting to grasp what the episode is and what it's about. It's the sort of bit where it could have gone either way at this point in the episode where yeah. this isn't particularly good, but it's not. there's nothing wrong with it either. And 
if the back half had been a really strong episode, we'd be going, yeah, this was all fine. You know, the, the, we wouldn't be like, you know, shouting massive praise about it, but we, because our overall impression would be more positive, we'd be like, oh yeah, this was good, solid, whatever, it was fine. And that's still true. It's still fine. Um, but it doesn't lead to anything exciting. So naturally we're just kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. Well, that's kind of the thing is that at best, this episode, when it's at its best, is fine. And yeah. then there's times where it's it's just this... And, when we compare this to like some of the bad episodes from season one or two, this is still better than most of them. Like, yes. compare it to the aging makeup one from season one, or. But in some ways, I had more fun with those. Sure, but that's. And I guess is my. my I, I, I my guess point. if I'm good, I'd rather I'd rather an episode be that bad and laughable that I can have fun with it and, and rip it to shreds than just feel bored. Boredom is it's so much it's 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 a worse crime for me in that I'm like Yeah, I know, but we, we come back to this over and over again. We've talked about this a hundred times on different shows, different movies, different reviews, where something that's just down the middle and is kind of boring but not offensively bad is less interesting to A talk about and B watch when Something that's like a two out of ten might technically be much worse, but if it's making me laugh because it's that atrocious, or even if it's not even laugh, because that that's good bad. But then there's also like angry bad. At least if if I'm feeling anger, I'm feeling something, and I've got something right. to come in here and rant about. Even and- sometimes when I'm, I'm not I'm not angry or laughing at it, I'm just in wonderment at how bad something is. That's that's a feeling of its own, right? The problem is, and I, I was concerned about this with this episode, is because especially since last week's wasn't even that long a discussion comparatively compared to usual. I think Night Terrors was a bit on the shorter side. And I'm watching this episode and I'm like, I'm a little bit worried I don't have a whole lot to say about this because I, I'm coming out of it with very little feeling outside of just yeah. ambivalence and like, oh, it, sleepiness it, on your part. Yeah, sleepiness. It, it existed, it was there. Um,. And, you know, ultimately, because they end up resuscitating, like, the Crusher figures out that uh, by using, like, some of her original DNA to, to bring uh, Sus- Susanna back, and then they're like, okay, well, Jordy's already stolen a ship and went down to the planet, um, you know, because they can't find him, and that's when we see him walking about invisible and, you know, stealing the, you know, getting a teleporter room and punching yeah. out whoever's in there. And it becomes this kind of race to go down and get her. They're, they're, I mean, I think the episode's trying to go for some creepy vibes, because they go down to the planet early on, after the first guys died in the ship, right? No, Nothing's happened to these two characters. Nothing's happened to Jordy or Susanna yet. And they're just going down to the planet to investigate to see, can we find any evidence? Can we see if there's any any clues, figures anything out? And she kind of disappears for like a minute. And it's like, oh, we have to find her. So there's a lot of them running around with their flashlights trying to like, oh, where, you know, where is she? Spooky. Uh, something's going on here. And I think this episode, maybe, maybe the reason why it fails is that I think at its heart, it wants to be more of a like a body horror episode. It wants to be, well, not just body horror. It wants to be just a horror episode in general and then turn into body horror as it goes on with the transformation. And yeah. I think that element of it is by far the weakest thing in the episode. And because of that, as a whole, it just kind of feels eh. The unique element of what this episode was supposed to be fails. So by extension, most of the episode fails, right? And I don't think it's a conceptual problem. No, I don't either. I think there's nothing wrong with the idea overall of this episode. I think it needs another two or three passes on the script, and then some better design work. But other than that, I think the the core ideas, the idea of this there's this planet, 
that you know that they visited that they go back to you know that they're drawn back to there's this parasite that's taken over the bodies all of that can still stay i think one of the problems with the episode might be where it chooses to focus or not focus in terms of protagonist because the episode very much is Jordy is the protagonist for about half to two-thirds of the episode and then it kind of completely shifts because once he is the one in danger and he, he turns into something it then shifts to everyone else and it feels kind of weird to me not that Jordy shouldn't be a major factor before he turns because he obviously should be in this episode but i think because it wasn't focusing on you know more on the idea that data is concerned if we got more of the other characters being concerned for him because there's a few moments in the middle where Picard's like, okay, there's some rules here. You always have to check in with Dr. Crusher because you, something might start to happen. You have to do this. And if anything, I was thinking, I don't understand this decision on Picard's part. I feel like once they got to this situation where Susanna's started to turn and is now essentially in a coma in, in Med Bay, the Geordi at this point should essentially be confined to a room. They should not let him out of their sight. There should at least be a guard on him at all times just and in what, case yeah, something happens. Yeah, what if happens. it's contagious? yeah and crusher kind of wait hand waves it going oh i don't think it's contagious because of this this and this but it's it's very wishy-washy very flippant and another thing i'd have done to kind of switch it up a little bit uh on this is you know in, in terms of you know where we're doing the focus of the protagonist and stuff is we have a lot of the horror with Susanna, like you know her hand the tremors and you know we spend quite a bit of time on that and that's fine mm-hmm. by the time it starts happening to geordie it's relatively late in the episode and we don't actually spend enough time on his personal horror. Like, I think no. if we'd seen, like, you know, oh, you know, when his hand starts shaking, and, you know, I know, I know we see little bits of it, but we don't have enough time to feel the dread of it. it um, is, it's it, too quick a process, I think. And I think going back to the idea, it should, we should have been more heavily focused on some of the, whether, it's, whether it was Data or Picard, someone who was going to be part of trying to save him at the end from that perspective. I think part of that that's missing as well is that. Star Trek Next Gen specifically is sometimes at its best when tough choices have to be made and I don't necessarily feel that we ever got like a tough choice in this where you know it was just a race to save Jordan there was no like well we might have to like accept that he's going to to do this other thing and I I don't mean there has to be a separate like ticking time bomb that they have to like ignore Jordan for to go and do but just you know maybe something in the prime directive clashes with the idea of like interfering here or something like that. there's you know something to give them a bit of a moral debate and there was never any kind of debate no- nothing to ponder over it was just purely what is happening can we find them that's it it was a bit more straightforward i think typically than than morally speaking trek has been yeah i think we needed because geordie's doing his investigation and Krush is doing her thing mm-hmm. i think we needed those characters and and like someone else to you know, just to be collectively a bit more involved together with the investigation in general because it all feels very separate doing their own little things and and as i think if you slow the transformation down because i think it happens to geordie quite quickly if you slow it down focus on the dread like you know all oh, the, the shakes are starting okay we've got a day and then the hand starts going like you know and you know this building up as we go on and there's a point where data comes to him it's like hey i can get through all this information a lot quicker can i help and george is just like nah not really because i don't really know what i'm looking for and i get that response but i still feel like the the investigation should be more closely entwined i think there also may be a problem with Susanna. it's not so much that the character is bad but i think one of two things need to be here either there has to be more of a payoff to spending so much time with her to justify why she does feel like the second protagonist, because she does for a lot of the episodes. She's the yes. central character alongside Jordy. 
and she's the one kind of spearheading we have to go and find him i'll be able to find him because i, I was turned for a while now i'm back to normal and it, i don't feel like it ever really capitalizes or justifies why we did establish this new character alternatively you give that role to someone who does care about Jordy already, one of our main characters, well, again, whether that be Data, Riker, Picard, whoever, and she can just be the the example of what's going to happen to him, so we're worried for him. She can, be she can the, essentially be the red shirt. The, the cautionary tale, I'll, I'll say. Yeah. Uh, to put it more uh, elegantly. Uh, <laughs> sure. No, I get that. Like, I, I, don't, I didn't quite buy it when she's the one who reaches yeah. through to Jordy at the end. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm sure... They have a connection. You're telling me they do. You spent 10 minutes at the start of the episode telling me they've got all this history together. But if it had been Data that was doing this at the end that got through to him, it would more. mean a lot more. Yeah. Especially after the earlier scene that he'd uh, had. I, I guess essentially what I'm saying is she suffers from uh, guest star syndrome where she never stops being just a guest star. And that was never kind of... It never evolved beyond that. So by the end of the episode, when she's given these big dramatic moments, I don't think it earned her having those moments. And anyone else like literally anyone else who's a main character would have meant more yeah but i think i think data is the one that should yeah, have data, been after to pay off that earlier moment they are the most for sure but literally anyone we know who talks to jordy occasionally <laughs> would have worked better than this guest star despite the fact that it's telling us that oh no they had this history they were friends you know there was one scene where they talk about her almost marrying some guy they both knew and he kind of makes fun of her for it and it's there to establish no they have a history there is a friendship but it always still just feels like, oh, we're shoehorning in a backstory for the purpose of this plot. You know, I don't want to quite call it a retcon because this is something that TV shows do constantly. And sometimes it's done well and sometimes it's not done well. But this is just typical. There's nothing good about yeah. how you handle it here. It, it's just by the numbers. Yeah. So I think ultimately that's what the episode feels like by the end. It's by the numbers and kind of dull. And yeah. a couple of minor things to complement and a lot of things that are just not... and there you go uh so not a great episode unfortunately uh, and the average rate in mdb here does kind of back that up so um oh, that's so, good at least we're not crazy because yeah. every so often we do vastly disagree with these imdb yeah. consensus sometimes uh next time looking ahead uh, the episode's called the nth degree and this is a description on imdb when assigned to investigate an unknown probe lieutenant barclay is electrocuted through a shuttlecraft's computer where he receives an unexplainable boost of confidence and a vast increase in his knowledge. We're going to get Uber. Do you know what this reminds me of, right? If you recall the hit television show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I knew this was going to be. Right. There's a couple of examples I could use here, but I'm thinking of the episode in season four, Superstar, where Jonathan becomes like this badass and like he's amazing to everyone. That's, that's the, given that Barkley is, is appeared just once and Jonathan was kind of similar and that he appeared here or there as a minor bit player. And he was the butt of a joke. Yes, but occasionally he'd have an episode where he's more prominent, or and eventually he was quite prominent in a full season. But mm-hmm. uh, Barkley is kind of in that tier where he's had that one episode, and now he's getting a sequel episode where he's going to be given the the super brain and be like, "I'm a badass now." <laughs> this will either be a lot of fun, or it'll be terrible, and we'll be like, "Why did you do this?" I want someone to call him Broccoli, only for him to turn around and go, "What did you call me?" No, 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 no. <laughs> No, someone calls him Broccoli and he just turns around and finger guns and goes, and Broccoli's good for you and just walks out with a smirk in his face. <laughs> I want Picard to step oh, call no, him Broccoli again and him to call, and, and with his extreme confidence, call Picard on his shit. No, no, he should just walk around, he's just walking around going, yeah, eat your veggies, kids. And just like, just, <laughs> just finger gunning. 
<laughs> Super confident. You should never be a writer. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, so that's uh, that's next time. Uh, so let us know you thought of this one in the comments below. Uh, do like and subscribe. All the usual things. They help out a lot, um, especially on YouTube because uh, YouTube will promote us a bit more and we'll find more audience members. Uh, you can also support us financially over at patreon.com slash TV for as little as $1 per month and get some bonuses for your troubles. At the $5 tier, you get early access to a bunch of stuff, including the Star Trek reviews. So go and have a look and see if you're interested. Catch us on Twitter at mailed underscore fudge for channel updates. But otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching Star Trek. And remember that somewhere out there, Wesley Crusher and the ultraviolet light is complete control. <laughs>